Well, hello to all you podcast listeners out there. Whether you are in the car, running errands, cleaning your house, or simply doing nothing, I am glad to get to hang out with you today. I am your host, Leslie Bryan, on this show, Wait, That's Not All. I not only overcame a life-threatening eating disorder, but was completely healed and set free from it. The purpose of this podcast channel is to give you bite-sized nuggets of truth that can help you look at and overcome your own struggles pertaining to food, controlling behaviors, or challenges with food or weight in general. Okay, guys, what are we waiting for? Because your show must go on. Thanks for joining me, everybody. I've got a couple of shout-outs I want to give um, to some of my fans out there. (laughs) I want to shout-out to Uncle Les. He is my namesake, the guy I was named after. Janet Kirsch, a longtime friend. Megan and Dusty Whitehead. Lindsay Rusalin. Tom and Crystal Stevens, Deanna LaFrance, and last but not least, Tina Curry and Jessica Bennett. Yay! Thank you guys. Thanks for your support and listening to me. And I want to give a special shout out to my second born Heidi. She turns four today. So we woke her up with a muffin with a candle in it and presents and a pinata with candy that they ate before seven o'clock this morning. So it was a great time. (laughs) So we have birthday party celebrations for her all day today. Super fun. Okay, guys. So are you ready for this? This is probably one of my favorite topics. I think every topic is my favorite topic. Um, But we're going to talk about perfectionism. What is that? And... Let's look and see if it is a counterfeit to walking in the righteousness of Christ. Okay, so how can perfectionism be linked to your struggles with food, weight, body image, and even eating disorders? That's what we want to look at. Let me first just give my disclaimer that from the very beginning, I am not a medical health care provider, or I don't claim to be one. What I share is strictly um, observation, uh, opinion, insight. So please know that from the beginning. Okay, with that being said, I'm going to go into, let's look at the basic definition of perfectionism. Okay, you can Google this yourself and get it off of dictionary.com. So they say it is a refusal to accept any standard short of perfectionism. So the philosophy behind this definition is a doctrine holding that religious, moral, social, or political perfectionism is attainable, especially the theory that human moral and spiritual perfectionism should be or has been attained. Oh my. Okay. (laughs) So let me just unpack that a little bit. Basically, if you go by this definition, the basic definition of this, it is that this perfectionism, this 
highest, it, it's basically reminds me of kind of the new age where people are striving to reach their quote unquote highest state where it is this state of, I guess, inner perfectionism where every move you make is methodical and perfect and there's no mistakes, there's no wrong, there's no immorality, no injustice on your part or anything of that sort, but you are walking in a perfect state. I think of like Buddhists, um, different religious groups that believe you can achieve this state of perfection in and of yourself, that there is something inside of you, period, and I'll tell you where I'm going with this in just a second, that you can actually achieve this state. And behind that is just work really hard. Just do your best striving. There's a word for you. Work, effort, work, effort, but it's of your own flesh and your own strength. Okay. I don't know about you, but just reading that through the, my natural eyes can make me feel like I fall short. I mean, I just think I can't, I can't reach that. I, I could try and believe you me, I did try in the past, especially when it came to uh, trying to get a handle on my eating disorder behaviors. I tried to act so perfect with my food because I couldn't stand the falling short every day and in this the sin nature that was inside of me so I would try to achieve this food perfection of eating you know just the right amount of food every day and thinking that that alone could heal my imperfection on the inside of me but that's not truth okay all this talk on perfectionism, it kind of reminds me of something. Hmm. Let me think. Let me put on my thinking cap here. Oh, I know. It, it reminds me of Romans 8.32. Do you want to know what that says? It says, now here's the truth. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Oh, okay. We've all sinned. And we've all fallen short of the glory of God. So, what does that mean? Okay, so, let's see. So, you mean if I base my life and doctrine and seemingly obtainable moral and spiritual achievements on truth and scripture, oh my, does that mean I would still be considered as falling short? Yep. You got it. Okay, hang with me because we're we're working our way down. Okay, here's the deal. Don't feel bad, guilty, condemnation about your desire to quote unquote be perfect. Okay, this is very liberating. Once you realize this was God's original design. Should I remind you of or need I remind you of the stories in the Bible of Adam and Eve, when they walked in communion or oneness with, with the Lord, what you need to know is 
the desire to be quote unquote perfect in and of itself is not bad. Guys, that was God's original design and intent. Before the fall, before sin, we were perfect. That's it. That's there's something in us that longs to get back to that state. That's why the world has gone coco loco, if you ask me, with trying to get back. Just look at everything that's going on in the world world right now. The new age, um, different kind of meditations that are like, okay, let's re- let's achieve your highest self. Do you realize your heart's cry is to, what it really is, is to get back to that oneness in Christ that we experienced in the garden or that oneness with God that, that we were originally designed to have that relationship, unbroken fellowship with the Lord, our God. Okay. So that's the drive on the inside of all of us that pushes us toward this, the enemy will push us towards striving, but let me, let me give you some more scripture and help you understand um, the way the Lord leads us now into reaching um, this, I'll call it a, a, a oneness state, just I think of the scripture, abide in me, when Jesus said, abide in me, I abide in you, you abide in me, apart from me, you can do nothing, I am the vine, you are the branches, okay, that's that, that abiding is that oneness in Christ, okay, it's not this separate self that's trying to achieve on its own, okay, let me read you Romans eight twenty through 23. For the creation was subject to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the spirit grown inwardly as we eagerly wait for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. So what that basically is saying, there is a groan on the inside of us where we long. It's, it's the groan is like a God uses it. It's like a calling out to the Lord of it's, it's, it's supposed to point us to the Lord, a a searching for the Lord, but the, the, the world has created a counterfeit, which can look like trying to reach your highest self, perfectionism, striving, think of Climbing the corporate ladder of success. It's everywhere. This rat race of better, stronger, higher. Uh, I think of the, um, uh, it's in Genesis ten eleven where the Babylonians, they tried to build the tower. It was called the Tower of Babel. 
because they wanted to make, this is the whole point of building that tower of Babel. They said, let's all put our heads together and build this tower to the heavens so that here, here's what you read the scripture yourself so that we can make a great name for ourselves. Oh my, (laughs) if that doesn't sound like climbing the corporate ladder of success to make a great name for myself. Look at my credentials. Look at the letters behind my name. Look at that. And there's nothing, I'm not knocking that. There's nothing wrong with achievements, goals. Hey, I'm all for it. But when and if that controls you and it is for the sole purpose of you, and it's not kingdom building, it's not for the corporate body of Christ, something more than just you yourself and, and you, then, then it's that self-focused striving and check your motive. Are you, do you want to make a great name for, for, for yourself or are you doing everything for the glory of God, which glory is where you let God take the credit and you give him the credit, not well, look at me and what I did. It's sure you definitely can be super proud of your achievements, but you always give credit to God of whew, without him, without his grace, without him giving me the intelligence that he gave me. I, there's no way I could have achieved that or the grace. Uh, there's no way I could have achieved any of these accomplishments in my life. So it always, it leans back on him. So he gets the glory. Okay. So the redemption of our bodies not it's not just our bodies groaning for this perfect state like the physical body this is everything that the body houses such as uh, our thoughts impure thoughts lust of the flesh lust of the eye deceit anything that our body houses that's corrupt as well all of that is is groaning for redemption Okay, I could spend weeks unpacking that passage alone, but for the sake of our topic at hand, I wanted to hone this idea of perfection in on your struggles with food, weight, or controlling food behaviors. Okay, side note here though first, there is a difference between excellence and perfectionism. So don't don't get those two confused. Uh, God is all about, he's a God of excellence. Uh, he's all about, doing it right, doing it well, do all things as unto the Lord. So we are supposed to be an excellent people. We're called to be an excellent people where we do things with integrity, with care, and to the best of our ability. So that's wonderful. Here's kind of a test to see if if you're in perfectionism versus excellence. So if if you're free from perfectionism and you're just like, you just like to do things excellently when something, here's your test, when something or a quote unquote work of yours doesn't work out excellently, do you get all bent out of shape, frustrated, controlling, or do you take a step back, take a little break, maybe see what went wrong and go at it again with more of a carefree attitude? Not that you can't be frustrated, but there's, you can see the difference usually in people 
that are perfectionists where it wrecks them if something's not done right or perfect or they mess up or it's like it wrecks them. It puts them in a bad mood. It, it, it just controls them. Okay. I'll use that word. It, it controls them where as excellence, it's okay. That didn't go the way I wanted it to. Yeah. I mean, we, we are human. We have valid emotions. I'm frustrated about that. I'm upset, but I can still be a realist and say, Hey, I'm going to take a little break, step away and go back at it again. See the difference? Okay, so let me get to the crux of this dilemma. Perfectionism is performance-based, and it either affirms or disapproves you accordingly. We have two natures in our bodies, the nature of our flesh and the nature of our spirit. These two natures are at war against each other. And that's in Galatians 5.17, where it says, talks about the two natures are or the spirit lust against the flesh, the flesh lust against the spirit. They're both like, you know, jockeying for position. And obviously the spirit, we yield to the spirit and the flesh has, has always got to be beaten down on a daily basis. Okay. So the nature of perfectionism. So here's the human nature of perfectionism it's to develop your flesh into a state of quote unquote holiness but here's the deal when you are operating in perfectionism it leaves Christ out of the whole equation that's that's what the bible talks about you know striving uh he um i think it's hebrews it says we we labor to enter into his rest. It is hard work to walk in the spirit, to shut the flesh down, to get the flesh out of the way, pipe down. I don't care what you say. I'm following the spirit not my wicked desires like oh my it is hard to do that that's why it says we labor to enter into his rest it's hard but just like anything else the more you practice the better you get at it and in in John it also talks about he must increase and I must decrease that's the whole concept of, of as you walk in the spirit day by day by day the, he increases in, in the flesh decreases. So, uh, the nature of the spirit is when you walk according to the spirit, Galatians five sixteen. we walk by the spirit. So we don't gratify the desires or the lust of the flesh. Thus, the nature we are walking in is the nature of Christ. And we no longer strive for fleshly perfectionism, but we receive the righteousness of Christ. What is righteousness? It is basically the quality of being right or justifiable, free from guilt or sin or wrongdoing or missing the mark. Okay, so I think about the story of Isaac and, and Ishmael. Here's a perfect example of striving in the spirit and, and or uh, walking in the spirit and striving in the flesh. So 
the Bible talks about one was born of a bond woman and one was born of a free woman. God promised Abraham a son. And when he did not get the son, there was temptation to strive and get it for himself. And so that son, Ishmael, was birthed in the flesh. And it caused a big stink in the Bible. But then when Abraham did get his promised son, which was God's timing, led by the Spirit, God's way, he got the promise, Isaac. So that is an example of a story where you you either give your efforts to the flesh, or sow your efforts to the flesh, or you, you sow your efforts to the Spirit, and you just read that story of Isaac and Ishmael, and you can see what, you know, you reap what you sow to. If you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap from the flesh. If you sow to the Spirit, you're going to reap from the Spirit. So oftentimes the drive behind perfectionism is to, and here's what I want to look at today. Uh, this, this just has, perfectionism is such a bondage that I see with weight, food, it, it's, it's a struggle with control. It, it, it helps you maintain a sense of control to not feel out of control, to avoid feelings of chaos. It can create a false, false sense of peace, pride. It has a hard time admitting mistakes or when wrong. It covers up a fear of feeling rejected or not good enough. It can cover up insecurities and it's used to getting the affirmation or the validation. So perfectionism, it's a cover-up. A lot of times it's a cover-up. For me, I was always a neat and orderly child. That was just my natural nature. However, I had a real hard time with confrontation and correction. I could not handle the feelings of not being perfect. So I strived and here's where perfectionism covered up those scary feelings for me of not being perfect. So I, I, I couldn't handle the feelings of not being perfect. So I strive to maintain a sense of perfectionism by making my appearance seem perfect. So insert the eating disorder there because I could not handle the direction my life was going in. I expressed my trying to get a handle on things by controlling my body. To do this, I began to control and manipulate my food. And so there my journey began. Um, this eventually became the motive and message behind bulimia. Think of the binge purge cycle. Okay, let me interpret that for you. Uh, so when, when I would, it's like I, I say I, I ran into some conflict or I made a mistake on something and I, I couldn't handle any kind of disturbing feelings and I would turn to, because I didn't know how to 
make it right and align with Christ. And it was, I didn't, I wasn't walking in the spirit just yet. I would turn to the bulimic behaviors because that was my way of self-correction. It was okay. I'm going to binge. And now that's, that's, uh, that's doing it wrong. And that, then I'm going to purge and that's doing it right. So it was a, I was making a wrong right in it. That's kind of the psychology that was behind my behaviors in my mind of, okay, I mess, I mess up. I'm going to control how I mess up and then I'm going to control how I make it right. And then the slate can be cleaned and then I can move on. And that's, that is just control and performance and perfectionism in the highest sense to, to me. So me operating in this behavior was my flesh trying to fix the brokenness that I was in. I kept trying to hit the mark, not by walking in the spirit, but by striving in the flesh. This is why I wrote my chapter on finding the grace. God pours his grace out to us every day. This grace enables us to walk according to the spirit and say no to the flesh. That's in Titus 2, 11 through 14. The spirit led walking is the weapon and tool we are to use to fight against perfectionism. So once I got a hold of this key, it snapped my eating disorder behaviors off of me. And I know this is why the Lord taught me to look for him and his leading in my eating. So I'd walk according to the spirit. I'd look for the spirit. I'd walk according to the spirit and not to the flesh. That's that daily walking it out that I just encourage you to practice, practice, practice. And again, there's no condemnation. You're finding your footing in that grace. Second Corinthians 3.18 says we go from glory to glory to glory. Whose glory? Christ. We, we reflect the glory back to him. His accomplishments, his, uh, his achievements in our life, like his overcoming power in our life. As we walk in the spirit, we reflect glory back to him. Did you know, I'm sure everyone knows this probably out there, the moon does not produce any light of its own, okay? Probably all know that. The sun shines and then the moon reflects the, the light, the, the, sh- the sun shines, okay? That is Christ and that is us. We in and of ourselves have no light, like our flesh and no Christ in us. We have no light. We carry no light. It is there. That would be perfectionism. That would just be self with no Christ in it. But we're called to be a light. That's what Jesus said. Be a light. Okay. How can we be a light? to the nations, to the world, we're called to be salt and light. How can we be light if we don't bear any light of our own? Okay. (laughs) Because we reflect when Christ in us now turns that light on. He is the light in and of ourselves. No light. Christ come into your heart, come into your heart 
cha-ching, the light comes on and he gives us his light. He shares it with us and we reflect it back to him. So just think of yourself as kind of the moon. <laughs> Christ is the sun. That's, that's the analogy that, that the scriptures make. Um, but it's, it is reflecting back to him, his accomplishments. Christ gets the victory. Christ gets the glory. It's, it's by his deeds that we walk in the spirit, his grace that we walk in the spirit, his ability that we walk in the spirit and don't gratify the lust of the flesh. So I just want to pray over you today that you get with the Lord and you see what lies are fueling your perfectionism in your life and, and to break agreement with them. That is in the chapter of the ungodly beliefs that you can really look at what are these lies that I'm believing about myself, my walk, my ways, and get with him. Let him ex bring the light to it, expose him, and whom the sun sets free, he will be free indeed. If you continue in my word, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. So I just want to say a prayer over you guys today. Thank you, Father God, for these listeners. Lord, I pray that you would bless them. I pray that you would shine your light in any area that they're struggling with perfectionism or striving and I just ask that you would bring your truth and set them free. Okay, I want to wrap this uh, podcast channel up by telling you thank you for letting me hang out with you today. It was so much fun. We should really do it more often. Please be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to my channel so that you will be notified when new episodes come out. Or, as we like to say in the South, don't be a stranger. Also, Again, I want to give this backside claimer, disclaimer that I am not a medical professional and am not giving professional medical advice on this channel. Please stay under the care of your primary doctors and or nutritionists if you are seeing one. And lastly, you can order copies of my book, Wait, That's Not All, on Amazon. Just simply type in that name or my name, Leslie Bryan, and it will come up in the book section. I hope you have an amazing day, and I look forward to hanging out with you again.